right. Enough foolishness. Let's hold our Bibles in our hand, make this confession, then we're going to watch a video, and uh, then I'm going to talk with you today, uh, share the word with you. Let's hold our Bibles in our hand and make this confession. I thank you, Father, that your word has the power to change my life. Today, I give heed to it. I allow it to go into my ears, then into my mind, and then into my spirit. I'm a hearer of the word and a doer of the word. And I'll never be the same after today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Can we start that over? I want them to hear this whole thing, please. I apologize, guys, that we weren't ready for you. Can we, we start this over? Monthly. I want to start it. I want them to hear all of it at the very beginning. I apologize. We weren't ready. Together as a family. We celebrate monthly. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate holidays. In fact, I'm here today at our Memorial Day barbecue at my house. And all of our families here. We love getting together with family. One of the interesting things about getting together with family is everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to pitch in and do something. It's really common for people when they come in the door and they hug each other or kiss or whatever, then they're asking, Mom, Dad, is there anything that we can do to help? You know, we don't do that with a guest. With a guest, when they come in, they may be polite enough to ask, is there anything that I can do to help? But we usually don't ask them to do anything. But when family's here, family helps. People may even take out the trash or help cook or set up chairs. And that's part of the fun of being together, being a family and doing things together is when everybody pitches in and does their part. It's the same way with the body of Christ. We're a part of the family of God and we're a part of the living word family. And once we discover that we're a part of the family, the church family, as well as the body of Christ, then it becomes second nature to want to pitch in and help and ask, what can I do? What can I do to help? That's part of the fun of being a part of the body of Christ. I just wanted to give you a glimpse into our family and what it's like when our family gets together for a meal, gets together to celebrate. Today, I want to talk with you about serving together as a part of a family. I had you turn to Ephesians chapter 4, but I want to skip down. Those of you that are following on your app, please forgive me, but I'm going to be all over the place. It's all on there, but uh, there is a scripture that is on down in the Uh, in the notes that I want to share with you right up front and that is Psalm chapter 110 verse 3 and it says my people will volunteer in the day of your power we like messages about the anointing of God about healing about God's provision and harvest and we like messages like that about the word and faith and sometimes when we talk about serving together that doesn't sound like a very anointed message that doesn't sound like it has a lot of power but Psalm chapter 110 verse 3 says that in the day of God's power people are going to serve I can tell this is going to be a popular message this morning I'll do don't shout me down all the amens are making me nervous uh psalm 110 verse 3 people will volunteer in the day of god's 
power. So today, I want to talk with you about serving. I want to talk to you about volunteering. Volunteering is not a bad word in the body of Christ. Volunteering is not a bad word in church. It's not a bad word from the platform. And it's a word that we need to become familiar with. And I want to give you six reasons why that volunteering is powerful in your life. Number one. And by volunteering, we're talking about what we talked about in the video, just showing up to help. When you're a part of a family, you help. I, I know I've already said this on the video and I'm being a little bit redundant, but when I have a guest come to my house and they say, is there anything I can do? I usually tell them, no, you just sit there and, and enjoy, you know, talk with so-and-so and we've got this. But when a family member shows up and says, uh, is there anything I can do? My first response is, oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, about, we're 15 minutes behind. We're 30 minutes behind getting this done. Would you do this? Would you, would you cut the onions? Would you take out the trash? Would you set up chairs? Would you do this? It's a family member, and it's, it's a different reaction. So those of you who are, this is your first Sunday, second Sunday, you don't even know if you like this church yet. Of course, I know once I took the platform, you went, yeah, I like that guy. But, uh, but you know, you're still checking it all out. But those of you that are family, a part of the family, those of you that are family members, and there are people that show up one Sunday and they're family members. I've had people meet me in the hallway and say, this is our first Sunday. We love it. This is where God told us to go. And so put us to work. What do you want us to do? So it's at whatever level that you decide that you're family, then you are who I am talking to. And those of you that are new, I'm talking to you in another four weeks. I mean, I just want you to hold, I don't mean I'm going to say this again in four weeks. I mean, I want you to hold on to this. And two weeks later, three weeks from now, I want you to get this out and go, yep, I'm a part of the family. So volunteering, showing up to serve is a vital part of what we do here. Six reasons. Number one, Volunteering means that you have bought into the vision and consider yourself a part of the family. Somebody can show up and, you know, no, we'll, we'll, we've got this. If somebody feels like they're a part of the family, there are people that have shown up to share meals with us or share an event with us, and I haven't given them anything to do, and they're a little bit weirded out by that because they feel like they're family. How come, how come you let Micah do this, and how come you let Kayla do that, and, but you won't give me anything to do? Well, you're a guest. I thought I was family. So when people are family, they expect to share the load. We'll, and let me tell you this. We'll never, as a church, churches are volunteer organizations. Churches that we'll never, ever, in a million years, be able to hire enough people to do everything that needs to be done here never and and that's not the goal we just had enough money to hire people no uh churches uh, and i'm going to explain a little bit more to you as we go along about the importance of volunteering in your church second of all volunteering allows the pastors of the church to do what god has equipped them to do by equipping you is that too much let me say that again volunteering allows the pastors of the church to do what god has equipped them to do by equipping you in ephesians chapter 4 where i had you turn ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 it says and he jesus himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers and a lot of people think that the purpose of that list of gifts is to do the work of the ministry that's what we pay the pastor for why are they always asking us to, uh, I want to tell you, there are churches that are not going to challenge you as much as this church. How many of you have heard me say there are cheaper churches to go to? 
than this one. Yes, we want you to tithe, and then also we want you to commit to the, uh, to the grace initiative. And then we're, they're always asking us for something. They're always asking us to tithe. They're always asking us to give. They're always asking us to serve. They're always asking us to sign up. We've got 500 man hours of volunteer work. Once we have the certificate of occupancy for the building, then we got 500 man hours of, of volunteer work. Why don't they just hire somebody to do that? People have thought that. Why, don't you, why, why do we have to show up and do that? That's, it's because it's part of being a fa- part of the family and a part of the body of Christ. Listen, if there are things that we can do ourselves, we're sure not going to pay somebody $187,000 an hour to do something that we can do as volunteers. I, I need an amen right there. Amen. amen. Um, but volunteering allows the pastors of the church to do what God's equipped them to do. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, it says, oh, the wind up here. Hang on a second. I lost my place. It says that apostles, prophets, and evangelists, and pastors, and teachers are to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry to edify the body of Christ until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity. Once we mature, once we grow up, you know what, when, uh, when we have a family thing and people and family comes, come over to help, even though they're family, we don't generally as a rule ask the two-year-olds two to help. They don't have the maturity. I don't want, I don't, you know, I've got grandkids. I've got great-grandkids now. How many of you have seen my adorable great-grandchild Nilea. You haven't seen her? Oh, we need to bring her up on the platform and let her preach. I mean, I've got... So Nilea's two. She's our great-granddaughter. And I'm not asking Nilea to take out the trash. And it's not that she's not a part of the family. It's that she doesn't have the maturity to do that. And what this says is that apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are not put in the church to do the work of the ministry. They're put in the church to equip the mature saints to do the work of the ministry. So, our, uh, you know, well, I'm a mature believer. Okay, so where do you serve? Love you. In Acts chapter 6, go with me to Acts chapter 6. I want you to to see this uh, passage as well. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now, in those days when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. The church, because there was a famine and it was hard times, the church was daily distributing food to the poor. And... Uh, some of the people were being neglected. So the 12 disciples summoned the multitude of the disciples, the 12 apostles, got the multitude of the disciples together, verse 2, and said, it's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, to whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Par- Parmenas, and 
Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Then, because these seven men stepped up and volunteered then to serve the congregation, it says, then the word of God spread, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were even obedient to the faith. Why? Because the 12 apostles were not having to leave the ministry of the word of God in prayer to 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 serve in that capacity not that it was beneath them it was that their responsibility was to minister the word and pray now here's a shocker for you these seven men there's nothing in the bible that indicates to us that these seven men were full-time ministers that the church hired them to do this Rather, these were business people. These were people who worked for business people. These were people who they had jobs. They worked out in the community, and yet they were able to step up and take this responsibility off the shoulders of the, uh, of the apostles. So volunteering allows the pastors of your church to do what God's equipped them to do by equipping you and letting you do that. So uh, the, the best thing I can do to serve you the best thing that I can do. Now, I was here for, um, I'm not bragging, I'm not trying to impress you. I want to impress something on you. And that is that Tuesday night of this past week, I was here at the church, and I volunteered for two shifts, four hours, here painting the hallways. This is not beneath me. I can, I can do that. And I actually like painting, and I like hanging with you when you're here doing that. But the best way I can serve you is not here painting. You want a word from God when I'm on this platform, don't you? The best thing I can do to serve you is to pray and study the word and be hot for God, be on fire and be ready with the word from God. I know pastors that don't, they don't, their churches are not as in tune with this as you are. And I know pastors that wear themselves out trying to come up with a message on Sunday because the whole rest of the week they've been doing everything else. They're painting and they're cleaning the church and they're visiting everybody and they're sweeping the parking lot and they're they're doing everything else to try to get ready for Sunday and then trying to come up with a word and they're exhausted. I'm thankful for a church that gets this and and allows me the time that I need to pray and to study the word so I can minister the word to you. Amen. Judges chapter 5 verse 2 in the New American Standard Bible says, Bless the Lord when the leaders lead and the people volunteer. Let that sing it. Bless the Lord when the leaders lead and the people volunteer. Bless God. It's a good thing. That means the church can move forward. Now sometimes committing to a team is so so important sometimes and i want to be very careful about saying this because i don't want to offend anybody and i want everybody to know we appreciate every single minute that anybody helps in the church we are very grateful for that but sometimes we have people that will say to us look i don't want to commit to a team i don't want to sign up for a team but if you need me you call me and i'll show up to help we're so grateful for that thank you for being willing to do that Uh, But I want you to think about what a logistical nightmare that is for us when 100 people say that. We've got teams set up who have team meetings, who have leaders who already know what you need to do. And so when those 100 people sign up and we put them on five different teams and everybody's there and everybody can show up and get the instruction at the same time, man, the thing just goes like clockwork. But then when you have somebody says, I don't want to do that. I don't want to sign up for that. I don't want to commit to a team. But call me, and if I'm available, I'll show up. 
we're grateful again we're grateful for your wanting to help and at the same time that can be a logistical nightmare for us does that make sense we want you to to serve doing what you enjoy we want you to sign up for what you enjoy there are people that sign hey i love kids sign up for, i love babies i'm signing up for the nursery i love teenagers i'm signed up to help with the youth ministry hey i like i i like the parking lot i like the people that are out in the parking lot i want to park cars and we want you to do what you enjoy doing and that's why we give people a choice to do that but we love the spiritual gift of whatever it takes some people have the spiritual gift of whatever it takes put me wherever you want me i'm not i'm not particularly good with babies but if you show me how to do that i'll do it you need me in the parking lot you need me where do you need you need me to show up at the office and run copies do you need for me to clean carpets what do you you need for me to teach a class what do you need for me to do i'll do whatever you want that's we appreciate and we love and and we receive you when you sign up and decide whatever what you like to do but man what we love is you just you just put me where you want me and I'll serve there, and I'll serve there faithfully and not lose interest. Everybody excited about this message today? This is great, isn't it? Number three. Number one was volunteering means that you've bought into the vision and consider yourself a part of the family. Number two, volunteering allows the pastors of the church to do what God has equipped them to do by equipping you. And number three, volunteering means that you're growing in your walk with God and that church life is no longer a spectator event. It means that we become others-centered rather than coming to church and asking ourselves, what's in it for me? Am I going to like the music? Am I going to like the message? Is this, going to be, is this message going to be better than the last message? Rather than that, then we show up and we're others-centered. How can I serve? Who can I help today? I'm going to, it's my turn to usher. I wonder who I'm going to be able to minister to, who I'm going to be able to put in a seat, maybe somebody that's new, somebody I've never met before, somebody that, that uh, really needs to make a connection with God today and I can seat them I've seen ushers I've seen ushers seat people new people in seats and I've seen them stand back I can watch I'm watching their lips I know what they're doing they're praying they're praying for that person they've sat that person down in the chair they're just standing back looking nobody needs me right now father in the name of Jesus I just ask you to bless that lady she looks lonely and she looks like that she needs a touch from you God would you just minister to her and bless her today I've seen that from our ushers somebody that's others centered that we mature to the point that we want to make living word life changing for someone else rather than will will living word be life changing for me today when I go is this going to be a dry sermon and boring music or whatever when I go is the message going to minister to me and is the music going to be exciting you know you can graduate past that to where you're asking the question when I go to living word today am I going to be able to touch someone's life and see God do something powerful in their life church is an important part of the life of Christians and you go into a new church is one of the hardest things people do especially if you don't know anybody it's one thing if somebody invited you and you can sit with them it's another thing if you're just looking for a church and you drive by you see the cross you think let's try that church and you walk in you don't know anybody you don't know where to go you don't know what to do you don't know where to park you know if, if I go in, are they friendly am I gonna like this and it's really creepy and to have people that actually touch people and love people and, and I'm here for you when people come with that attitude it's amazing what god can do when we're babies life is all about us feed me hold me change me 
But when we mature in Christ, now we want to take care of a family of our own. Why in the world would you want to have a baby? It's amazing. The women, they get it to be 21, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. They get married and they're ready to start a family. And, and have you ever thought to yourself, why would you do that? This little infant is going to have poopy diapers multiple times a day. You've got to feed this thing. It's going to cry. It's going to cry. You don't even know what's wrong with it. There are going to be nights when you don't get any sleep and you wake up in the morning. You still have to go to work. You can't call in and say, well, the baby was up all night. Well, yeah, but we got projects to do. And you've got to go in and your eyes are all swollen and everything. My question is, why would you do that? What happened on the inside of you that made you want to do that when just 19 years earlier, life was all about you? Change my diaper, feed me, take care of me, hold me. But something happens because we mature. We start to grow up and now we want to take care of others. We actually want to create a life we can take care of. And it's the same thing in the body of Christ. When we mature, and listen, it's okay to come to church and you're broken and you're hurting and you're having a tough time and you don't know how you're going to make it and you just need somebody to hug you and love you and you cry during the worship and, and because, because you're needy. Listen, that's okay. We're glad you're here. Big amen went there. We're glad you're here. But at some point, we've got to grow past that to the point that we start to grow up and we start thinking about ministering to other people. We got to grow past what's in it for me. We start, we got to grow to the point where we're thinking now, who can I minister to? Who can I bless? Who are the spiritual babies in the congregation who were where I was last year that now I can minister to them? This is good preaching right here. Number four, volunteering gives meaning to your otherwise mundane job situation. I got a newsflash. There is so much out there about doing what you love. And, uh, and I love the saying, actually, and it's true. If you, can, if you can do what you love and get people to pay you for it, you have the perfect job situation. That's great. The only thing is, most people can't do that. I love crocheting, you may say. I don't, but you may say, I love crocheting. <laughs> Do you know how many items you would have to crochet to make a living? If you could find somebody who will pay you to do what you love, there ain't nobody on the planet that's going to pay you enough to make a living to crochet. I, listen, I love fishing, but there's nobody that's going to pay me for it. And so when we have a job some of us, we, we're, our whole life we're dissatisfied because we have a job that's not fulfilling. We have a job that, that we just think, you know, I wish I could do something with my life that was, that, was, that was meaningful, that was touching lives, that was powerful. But I just go to this job every day and I go through the same stuff and I wish I could find something else. But most people will never find deep spiritual fulfillment in their regular job because that's not the purpose of your job in your life. Rather, its purpose is to fund your life so you can volunteer at your life's calling. Number five, volunteering sows good seed into the lives of others that will return to you. 
Galatians 6, 7 says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Now in context, this is talking about sowing finances into the men and women of God. But this passage is very clear. It says whatever. Everybody say whatever. Whatever, whatever means whatever. Whatever a person sows, that's what they will reap. So when you sow time and energy into your church, then you're going to reap time and energy into your life. Should I tell this? I think I should. There was a... uh, there was a guy in the church that got real miffed at the church because he was moving across town and he put on Facebook and he put out the feelers there and let everybody know he was moving and he needed help moving and then he just after he moved he came to me and he said you know I'm really disappointed in this church we asked people we put it out on Facebook we let everybody know we were moving everybody knew that we were moving and yet when it came to Saturday morning when we were moving it was just my wife and I and the neighbor next door helped us move and nobody from the church showed up and I'm really disappointed in our church I knew the answer to this already but I asked him anyway so where do you serve in your church what do you do in the church what team are you on I already knew the answer because he'd been asked and asked and asked and asked no I don't have time no I don't want to no I'm I'm busy no the kids no the wife no the job no that no I'm just busy and uh, I said uh, so where do you serve and he said well you know I'm I'm real busy and I said well yeah so are the people in our church so you know and I told him the Bible says that whatever you sow that's what you're going to reap what have you sown and I apologize I said you know I apologize yeah I wish the people had had come to help you but you got to look at what you're sowing is this too tough y'all okay and number six the last one volunteering opens the way for God's power to manifest and I started this message out by saying a lot of people think that you know a message like this is not very anointed not very spiritual we're not running around the house screaming and laying hands on people and people are falling all over the floor and uh, we you know we're, it's not that kind of it's not a jump and shout message it's not that kind of message and so wow i wish we'd had a spiritual message like we did last sunday on the presence of god listen there this is a spiritual message psalm 110 verse 3 says people will be volunteers in the day of god's power listen to this your commitment to serve on a team frees up the spiritual energy of the church to focus on lives souls and prayer rather than trying to find people to do tasks that was a great statement let me say it again you didn't get it the first time stay awake this time your commitment to volunteer on a team frees up the spiritual energy of the church to focus on lives souls and prayer rather than trying to find people to do tasks we should be praying and ministering to people on on sunday morning and all the pastors should i should all the pastors should instead of trying to figure out we don't have anybody in the parking lot people don't know where to park we're shorthanded in the children's ministry we have nobody we have nobody in this class nobody in that class we don't know what we're going to do we're out here asking people and we're trying to get people to do tasks but listen when people volunteer and there's plenty of people everybody in the family mm-hmm, 
Everybody in the family is doing their part and they're serving here and they're serving there and they're doing this and they're taking the trash out and they're slicing up the onions. Who enjoys slicing up the onions? I do if they're Vidalia's because they don't make you cry. You know, we're slicing up the lettuce and we're flipping the hamburgers and everybody's doing their part and we all sit down to eat together. When everybody's doing that in the church, then the whole thing flows and the power of God is able to flow unhindered, unfettered. The power of God is able to move in the lives of people. So today, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to volunteer. I want to challenge you to step up to a team and volunteer. On your seat, there's a card. It looks like this. And everybody look here. Everybody's looking at the card. Look at me first. What I want you to do is check the box. Boxes. Uh, you can check as many boxes as you want. You can check one. You can check ten. And what's go- all that's going to happen with this card is somebody's going to contact you and answer your questions about these teams. You may only want to serve on one team, but you check five boxes because you want to know about them. You check those boxes, and they're going to call you and answer your questions about the team, and then you get decide to decide which team that you want to be on. And I want you to do this. I want you to do this. You're part of the family. Say, I am. A part of the family. You're a part of the family. And so I want you to decide. And there are, there are things on here to fit everybody's schedule. One of the reasons why people don't like to sign up to volunteer is because they're afraid they'll end up living at the church. You remember the last church that you were at when they didn't have enough volunteers? You know, I want everybody to look at me a second. One of the reasons why volunteering here is so important is because we want to share the load with people and not one person get... Listen, we want to glut our ministries with people so you know the bible does not say many hands make light work but if i wrote a chapter in the bible i would put that in there that'd be first corona nine four probably (laughs) many hands make light work when everybody volunteers uh, and i've had people I, i had a lady i remember a lady one time uh when she was talking to me about volunteering she said i'm taking my time because at the last church i was the only person in the nursery every sunday i didn't get to we had one service i haven't been in a church service in two years because i was in the nursery and finally i just told them i'm leaving i can't do this anymore we're not creating that environment here there are teams and turns and people have sundays off people rotate on teams so you're not signing your life away to do this we're just asking you to to do your part with all the rest of us together so i want to ask you to take this card Fill out the top your name, your mobile phone, your email, and check the boxes of the things that interest you, and somebody is going to come by and uh, somebody's going to call you, rather, and uh, answer your questions, and you can decide. Nobody will come by. I was thinking, I had in my head, I was thinking about what we're going to do with the cards. So so, uh, once you have filled this card out, I want you to pass it to your left, your left. And those of you that are in the ends of the road to the left, I just want you to take them and put them under your chair. And this is where come by comes in. Then the ushers are going to come by and get the cards. That was in my brain. Nobody's going to come by your house if you fill this up. In fact, you're not even putting your address on here. We don't even, we don't even know where you live, so we can't come by. I hope this message was a blessing to, the, to you today. I, I want, this is an important part of church life. Once you filled it out, I want you to pass it to the left. 
Those of you that are on the left, on the end, want you just to stick it under your chair right there, and the ushers are going to come by and pick those up. So I want everyone now to stand, please. We're getting ready to be led into worship. Everybody watch what I do here. We're getting ready to be led into worship by a volunteer worship team. Get it? You see what I did there? This is a volunteer worship team. And they're getting ready to lead us into worship. They're here fulfilling the calling that God has on their lives. They have jobs. They work. But then they're not looking for significance out of the work that they do necessarily. Hopefully they do. But if they don't have significance in the jobs they do, their spiritual significance in serving comes from being able to serve here. Maybe you don't play an instrument but you can help park a car. Maybe you don't uh, play an instrument, but you can certainly help in a children's classroom. You can run copies. You can run a vacuum cleaner. Uh, You can do graphics. You can do, uh, you see everything that's on the list there. Just pass it. When you're done with them, pass them down. And those of you at the end of the rows, just stick those under your chair. Say this after me. Father, thank you for a church that challenges me to grow up in you And to become everything that you've called me to be. Today as we serve together, your power is released to minister to the hurting, to minister to those who need prayer, to see people come into the kingdom of God. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. In Jesus' name, amen.